0: Welcome to our next Perfecting Potatoes Together podcast. Today, we're heading to Lancashire to speak to grower Andrew Webster, who is investing time and resource in on-farm trials to look at how to make potato production more resilient for the future. In addition, Andrew is looking to set up a potato grower group within the region so that together they can come up with ideas and solutions for the future through knowledge transfer. Let's find out more. So, Andrew, tell us a little bit about what you've
1: been up to uh, this week. It's probably a busy one. It, um, this week, been combining, uh, we're hopefully getting nearly finished. Um, blight spraying is always on the agenda. We'll be a potato farmer and we're working land, getting ready for um, putting cover crops in, get a chit on, and then in the next week or two, we can start sowing cover crops.
0: Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing on the farm and, and the setup you've got there at home. It
1: um setup we've got here at home, um, we grow about 180, 190 acre of potatoes, all for the crisping industry. We grow fodder beet, um, all for shipping off the farm um, and around about 300 acre of cereals and a bit of grass. And there's also some stewardships around the area as well bits and pieces we have scattered in there um, we store a lot of our potatoes so the the we've about two and a half thousand tonne of storage on farm at the moment um, and then other work we're doing we're working on cover crops to get to find out best results what we can get from pcn control uh, also helps with the fodder beet beets is nematode and any other nematodes like that, Other work going on. Um, we have a trial on biostimulants this year on one of the fields, which seems to be holding up pretty well. Cause it's non-irrigatable. We'll see what the results come from that. Um, other work carrying on is Limex on potatoes. Um, what, what can we get from that? Um, yeah, it's we're always up to something
0: yeah it sounds like you're busy uh, a busy farm. no rest for the wicked, as they say. So, in terms of um the trial that you're doing there, obviously trials are all helping you develop and forward. Why do you commit so much energy into doing trials? because I know it's a big part of what you do on farm we're
1: we're custodians of the land while we manage it. Um, we we've got what well, I want to improve the the soil conditions that we're working in it can be quite challenging down in lancashire down in lancashire here uh, with the weather so the 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 trial work is like the cover crops in the spring they dry our land out then during the growing season they can give us up to a week extra capacity of water when we don't need to irrigate so that's that sort of work is important Uh, to help us along they also help um at harvest to keep the land drier can we travel on it better all the biomass in the soil uh one of the trials we're trying this year is we've worked through some potatoes and we've sown some oil radish down the wheel marks so when the canopy goes back will that cover crop come through a Will it help reduce the PCN, and B? Will it help us travel if weather conditions turn against us? I know it's lovely and dry now, but it could start raining, and that's so. It's that's the thing we're looking for.
0: And um, so Andrew, you mentioned there about um, the weather. What is the weather, um, and how is the weather impacting you currently? You know, what's been your rainfall this August? O-
1: August, we're at 19 millimetre, which is phenomenally low uh, i think about the 20 22 f- year average is 89 mil so it's it, it, for once in lancashire it's dry <laughs> we, yeah it's dry up here
0: are the potatoes suffering as a result of the the, the dry spell
1: yeah the potatoes are suffering we've irrigated what we can where we can um, yeah the potatoes are suffering gonna be a tough year for potato growers this year yeah.
0: Um in terms of the soil type that you've got on, on farm, what sort of um soil type are your potatoes working with at the moment?
1: Uh, what sort of soil type we're on? Well, we can go from a white silica sand to black sand to a reddy colored one to boulder clay. Um that's on the mineral land. Uh, and then we go down onto towards Southport where we go we do grow some on the PT, PT land. And Then on it sometimes where the peat's running out, we're going onto a, like a Marley clay, which it's it's nice land. It's we have very variable land, has big challenges because we can go from white silica sand to boulder clay, and that's within a two-acre field. So it's it's challenging land.
0: It's um, yeah, it sounds very, very varied. And in terms of the rotation that you're working in that soil. What are you putting in behind or in front of potatoes? What's your normal rotation? Normal,
1: rotate, normal rotation. After potatoes, we'll go into a wheat. Then it could go um, into oats, followed by a wheat crop, followed by, say, fodder beet. Or we do swap someone with one grower who grows cauliflower and cabbage. He'll put a crop in. It's, that sort of it's That sort of mix. We're rotation one in six, one in seven. We do grow potatoes on some land. Uh, I think last year was it was nineteen year break between the potato crops.
0: And if, if you, do you think um, that ex, that's something we're hearing a lot growers extending their rotation to help manage the the pressures that come with potatoes are you seeing that make a big difference to your disease pressure and and volunteers and everything that follows
1: the the longer the rotation the less pcn the less chance of volunteer potatoes um, but where we are it's very intensive veg potato land so there's always the risk of potato blight as a volunteer from somewhere and that's always a big worry.
0: Obviously you seem very optimistic and one of the things I'm enjoying about this conversation is you're very positive in terms of of doing trials to see where and how you can manage the weather patterns but do you see is there anything else that growers should be or could be doing to try and mitigate what's coming forward with these weather patterns?
1: We're never going to beat mother nature she's always going to have the last word um, but anything we can do to help us along um, it's like the cover crops drying the land out in the spring can they give us that extra capacity we'll have to look down them sort of routes and um, of what what's got what we're going to do to help in the future it's we seem to get in the extremes extreme dry extreme wet and it's Picking and choosing what we can do, finding out how we can mitigate those problems.
0: What is the typical disease pressure that you see on your farm there?
1: Blight, blight is uh, blight is a major issue. Um, different strains of blight coming along in the last several years. The it's always going to change. Blight will change. Um, Alternaria is been a bit of an issue this year with the stress on the plants. Um, yeah, it's we're gonna things are changing, but it's we're having to mitigate against it.
0: And do you see much in the way of PCN, Andrew?
1: PCN, um not seeing any we, we are having issues we, we we can't reduce pc we are reducing pcn levels but um i've not seen the problems like i i remember as a child seeing it um, in fields then but um we, we it's amazing to control not just in the crop we've got of potatoes it's in the intermediate the, the following crops, the control of uh, volunteer potatoes in them crops is is a crucial thing.
0: You mentioned earlier when we were talking that you've been doing a trial um, to look at PCN and it had quite a significant reduction. Just tell us a little bit about that, that trial.
1: Yeah, the, there's a lot of work being done or seems to have been done on uh, different varieties of oil radish, most mixes for the cover crops are oil radish and a mustard or a couple of mustards, which hot it up. In Lancashire where we are, we don't biofumigate. We like to sow the cover crops in September and uh, uh, macerate them and work them in straight in front of the de-stoner and the planter. So we don't get much of a biofumigant. So we're looking at the oil radishes Given the control the glycosinolates and that out over the winter months into the spring and one of the varieties we we just sowed straight oil radish and that gave us um a 50 percent reduction from september the field was sampled at the beginning of september we resampled it in the beginning of march and we had a 50 percent reduction in cis and uh, pcn so we it that variety showed promise, it's, It would, but that was a straight oil radish on its own and it did a good job. So we're going to look at cultural controls now as well as chemical controls.
0: I think it seems to be the way in which the industry is positively moving and that that combination of cultural and chemical controls are very apparent in most growers' operations in terms of uh, potatoes obviously cultural controls there are, are many that you can do but there's also this impression that y- you can't be all that sustainable because you're turning the soil over so much with potatoes what are you doing on farm or, or what's your impression on farm in terms of ensuring that we are sustainable
1: if you go back five six years ago all the potato land was plowed and um, we this year we plowed i think it was about ten percent but that was on land that didn't need destoning, and if we didn't need to, it was after grass. So if we didn't if we didn't need to, we would not plough it. It was only the tool there to do the the job, the best job at the time, to use the least amount of fuel and that. So it's we've gone more to tines um, and that. It's it's helping by just. Use it, we don't work the land more than we need to, to leave it fairly coarse. Um, yeah, so the structure that we're not n- beating the heck out the structure of the land.
0: Now, I understand you have been looking to set up a potato group, um, to try and sort of help with knowledge transfer. Tell us a little bit about your, your motivation behind that.
1: In the past, we had AHDB potatoes and I did a lot of work H-D-B. with them, a lot of contacts. Um we, uh, it, where we're we going to get this information from, other areas have other si- things in place, other s- schemes in place. Scotland have SASA, all that. We haven't got anything here. So, a gr- one agronomist can tell you one thing, another agronomist will tell you something else. But it's farmer knowledge is a main thing. And if we can get a group of farmers together, to talk about potatoes, uh, cereals, it's a whole farm approach. And can we get this group up and running? I really hope we can. Um, and then we can call in industry experts, professionals to give us more knowledge. And then, because we've got to, have, to we have a lot to learn, otherwise, we're going backwards. So it's keeping moving forwards.
0: I think it's really important, especially as you you say earlier, with the loss of some knowledge exchange opportunities. Setting up your your own is um, is really important going forward. We, we talked earlier; you'd been to the Staffordshire Open Day that was hosted by BSF. That was obviously again the purpose was knowledge transfer and to start building um, a link of farmers who are growing potatoes. What did you see at the Open Day, and what was your impression?
1: Very interesting. It's a long way. It was a long way for me, but. If you don't go, you don't learn. Um, the new seed dressing that's coming along, the all-star, it's something that we've not been u- we've not been using in the past. Should we be using? I'm gonna look at really look at it. There was a new uh, weed uh, for a herbicide that's coming along for this next, I think it's this next year or in the in the near future. What I see there on the trials was very encouraging. It made a good job. It's nice to see new products coming along in the pipeline from BASF for the future and help potato growers in
0: the future coming along. Um, Now, Andrew, um, in terms of that that hope for the future, and um, obviously we've got new products coming, but what are you thinking going forward with your potato crop? Are you carrying on with the same quantity or um, are you looking to do some big changes in the next few years?
1: The acreage of potatoes. I think we'll keep it roughly where we are at the moment. Big, the biggest issue being is is input costs. The sheer input costs of these crops, and it we it's we like to grow what we can manage. If we can't manage it, why grow it? And we can manage the acreage we've got at the moment with ease. So. In, in the future, there might be room to expand. Got two inter- two keen sons coming along as well. They're on the farm. It's their mantle in the future to go right where we're going now.
0: It's brilliant. It's nice to hear. There's a, an enthusiastic generation coming in behind you too. Um, in terms of the the costs, you mentioned there that it's impacting obviously every single grower, it's at the forefront of mind at the moment. Are, are you? Um, are you looking more closely at your inputs to see how you can manage rather than reducing inputs, be more efficient with them? Or are you actively looking to reduce inputs?
1: At the moment, it's how can we get those inputs to work best for us? It's sulphur on, pota- on wheat. We've done trial work with that. And where we get to, we do do quite a bit of sulphur on potatoes. It's given us a better crop. Can we store it a bit cooler? So yeah, it's it's looking at them input costs and going, how can we make them, that product work more efficiently? And that's the crucial thing.
0: So the very last question, Andrew, that we always ask before we conclude our potato podcasts is, what is your favourite variety of potato?
1: I've got two. I like Mulester Prince very early on in the season and then i also do like king edwards for me christmas lunch
0: um well thank you all so much for your time today andrew Um that was uh, a really interesting insight and i'm really looking forward to hearing how you get on with your um potato group i hope it really comes off the ground and anything that we can do with the perfecting potatoes together campaign don't hesitate to get in touch
1: thank you very much